This Breakfast with Ben's podcast on the Fans First Network brought to you by Gerger Construction. It's not too soon to start planning your dream deck. They build decks year-round, and they're booking into spring and summer 2024. Gerger Construction is a small burg business specializing in decks, pergolas, railings, and fencing. Fully insured, licensed, and now offering financing options. Go to GergerConstruction.com to get your free project estimate or to schedule your deck safety inspection today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's our weekly Breakfast of Ben's Hockey Podcast with Seth Rohrbar, beat writer who covers the Pittsburgh Penguins, Tim Benz, along with you. Thanks so much for joining us, as always, here on Trib Live and the Fans First Network. Seth joins us once a week to talk about the goings-on with the Pittsburgh Penguins and the NHL in general. And Seth, last night we witnessed two holiday miracles, a goalie goal from Tristan Jari and a regular goal from Jeff Carter. What did you find more fascinating? It seemed pretty. Everyone was pretty surprised by each occasion. Uh, Jeff Carter obviously hadn't scored a goal since April sixth, whatever it was last season. Let's put it just put it that way. Um, so I mean, you know, just him getting a goal and just given his general malaise, I guess uh, the last handful of months uh, uh, surprising. But hey, a good moment for him. You know, comes through with a game winning goal and a and a and a comeback victory there. And obviously, you know, what Tristan Jari did. I mean, it seems like everyone was pretty excited by by that as well. So two thousandth point in franchise history. So. Uh, a lot of uh, reasons to celebrate, I suppose. Yeah, the goalie goal from Jari was incredible. I mean, the puck control that he had on it, the loft that he had on it, he threw it like the length of the ice and landed it perfectly. Um, You don't see those too often, and I don't know if you're going to see a prettier one than that. And quite a comeback against Tampa Bay, too. I know that Mike Sullivan talked about this potentially being a galvanizing win, Seth, that you're buying into that. Uh, maybe potentially, but we've seen supposedly galvanizing wins against Colorado and Vegas and, and seen them maybe kind of take a step back the next game or two. So, um, I mean, there's still 60 some games here. Uh, there's going to be ups and downs. This is make no mistake, a very, very big up uh, throughout the course of the season here. And um, oddly enough, they, they, 
this maybe has nothing to do with anything happened last night, but um, they have five consecutive wins against the Tampa Bay Lightning, which I know they're not maybe necessarily the bolted on Stanley Cup contender they were two, three years ago, but that's still a really good team. And the Penguins, for all their malfunctions over the past year or two, have managed to cobble together five consecutive wins against them. And um, the only team they have a longer winning streak against is the Arizona Coyotes, who are uh, you know, in a perpetual rebuilding project here. Uh, they have 10 straight wins against the Coyotes, but um, yeah, I mean, they, they, for whatever reason, have a lot of success against Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, whereas in contrast, you know, they, they've lost like six consecutive games against the Devils and like five consecutive games against Carolina, four against the Islanders. Uh, uh, just for whatever reason, they have the Lightning's number. And, uh, you know, that came through on uh, Thursday night there. But um, um, a, a good win. But, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to hold the pump the brakes on, you know, suggesting it's going to build into anything else just because. Um, we've seen them beat some really good teams already this season and not really build on it in terms of uh, stacking each other in the aftermath. I tend to agree with you. Make sure that you don't get too far out in your skis because of one victory since we have seen them beat top-notch teams. And often, Seth, those top-notch teams, they've beaten them, has come because there has been really good goaltending. You know, this is sort of a fluky moment for Jari but he was good enough to keep a minute so that they could get the comeback after the two-goal deficit following the first, A, and B, uh, just to sort of punctuate it with the goal, put all the spotlight on him. And we've seen when they've gotten wins against like Vegas or Colorado, some of the games you talked about, the goaltenders have been front and center. They've had this fluky thing where they've gotten these wins and they've built this goals against average where some of their best games overall have come on shutout nights. There's been that correlation there. It's not a lot of 5-4 wins that they put in their back pocket. Yeah, it's been kind of boom or bust for them. Um, you know, they, they still lead the team, I think, the league in shutouts right now. Uh, you know, Jari has three. He, he shared one with uh, uh, Magnus Helberg and Alex Nadelkovic has one as well. Uh, but then there's other nights when they do lose. It's, you know, it's a 4 nothing loss or, you know, wherever, or a 4-2 loss somewhere. Uh, it's, it's, again, you know, it's a cliche thing to say, but, I mean, they, a lot of times they don't have this you know, consistency from them game to game. And, um, there are nights when they lock it down and they play the right way and they, they look unbeatable. And there's other nights where it's just, it just doesn't seem like they're in it from the get go. And, um, you know, that recent loss to, to, to Buffalo, maybe almost kind of, you know, looks like is one of those games I, I would cite, or, you know, going back a month or so when they lost in St. Louis, um, they've had some ugly clunkers like those, uh, that really kind of stand out almost as much as say the shutout wins and things like that. So, um, no, I mean, there, there's a lot to like about the Penguins right now, but there's still a lot of room for for cautious, uh, cautiousness, I guess, uh, just based on how the, you know, the body of work they've put together here through almost you know two months of the season now. Seth Rorba with us. Now they get this weird thing where they got the Flyers back-to-back after playing Tampa, and then they go right back to Tampa again. That's kind of a weird hiccup in the schedule, isn't it? It's not not quite as strange as that three out of four games thing that they had against the Rangers last year in March. They played New York, took an off day, went back to New York, and then played them again in Pittsburgh. But it is kind of funky. Yeah, I, I, I'm always hesitant to ever criticize the schedule or how it's composed because it, it just strikes me as a very difficult thing to try to sure. figure yeah. out something that makes sense for 32 teams. And a lot of these teams are sharing buildings with the NBA or, or whatever. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, back-to-back games on, you know, home and road series, I guess, aren't all that uncommon, but having the team shuffle back down the floor to, uh, you know, uh, with, you know, within the, you know, a span of weeks strikes me as a little bit odd. I mean, you know, it's not the playoffs after all, but 
Um, yeah, getting two two home home games here in Philadelphia, I, I think it'd be a good test for both teams. Uh, uh, we certainly discussed the Penguins pluses and minus. The Philadelphia Flyers are something a surprise right now. Um, the expectations for that team are zero going into the season, just given that they are in a full on rebuilding mode. Um, you know, they they are stripping it down to the bone and rebuilding from that from that sense. But um, for them to be competitive right now and be in a playoff position here in December, um, it, it's very surprising. And yeah, full marks to all involved. You know, most notably John Tortorella. He has a great history of trying to rebuild teams uh, or help rebuilding teams get to where they want to go. And um, he's done this in Columbus and other places. So uh, it's not surprising from that standpoint. But you look at their roster. I mean, they didn't really make many great offs. Additions. I mean, you know, Ryan Paling. Okay, great. It's not. He's a fine fourth line player. Uh, they brought in Mark Stahl, who uh, I'm, I'm. I guess you know, I'm surprised he's still playing at this juncture in his career, just going all the the wear and tear on his on, on his body. But I mean, they've had some guys like Owen Tippett and Joel Faraby and uh, uh, Travis Konechny. Some of their younger foundational pieces are maybe kind of taking a step forward this year. But um, I, I think this will be a good test for them to see if they are a legitimate team that can actually you know maybe threatened for a playoff spot moving forward but um then you know you have the sunshine alley i guess is, is what it's called uh yeah. tampa then florida back to back down there that road trip so uh that's always a challenge and for other reasons uh that maybe not aren't necessarily related to hockey but um no it's, it's an interesting uh you know week coming up here for them just how their schedules laid out is this the game where patrick hornquist is being honored or is that later I believe this is the only yes, this is the only one because I think this is the Penguins' only visit to Florida this year. Oh, okay, and, uh, all right. It, you know, for obvious reasons, you know, the Penguins and for that uh, for that ceremony or that honor uh, makes a lot of sense there. But um, but no, I, you know, I believe yeah, Patrick Hornquist is going to get honored. I don't know exactly what that means. They're not retiring a jersey or anything like that. I think they're just going to have him come out, wave to the crowd, and you know, go back into the tunnel. But um, certainly a, a, a well deserved uh, recognition for a guy who uh, carved out a pretty pretty long and strong career after being the last overall pick in the 2005 draft. Can he and Sidney Crosby bicker over something on the iPad one more time for old time's sake? I don't think it would take much to get Patrick Hornquist's ire up. So, um, yeah, that's just how he was wired. Uh, he didn't mind uh, ruffling some feathers, with teammates and things like that. And, um, again, I, like I said, I don't think it takes much to get Patrick Hornquist, uh, to start, uh, uh, jabbering in a, in a very negative fashion, I guess. Is that the biggest thing, Seth, that's missing from this power play right now? Big picture is having a net front guy. I mean, I've I've always felt that it's correlated hand in hand. When the Penguins, regardless of all the time that they've had, number of elite skill players per roster per year, the difference when it came to their power play and oftentimes their cup success was. Tockett and Stevens could play in front of the net on the power play. Uh, Ryan Malone was there in 08 when they got to the final. You had Kunitz and Guerin guys that could handle that job. Um, and then they had Hornquist for 16 and 17. I I don't think that's a coincidence, and I don't think it's a coincidence that when their power play has struggled at times, they haven't had that net front guy. I don't think it's a coincidence, but at the same time, too, I don't think it's a vital component that you have to have. I mean, traditionally, yes, it is nice to have a guy in front of the net that can do things like that, but um and just be a physical force uh you know patrick Horn, you know, as much as he celebrated there he wasn't that big a guy um he was like what 511, 511 180 yeah. 190 where yeah um jake Gensel's basically that same height just a very different player um he provides a net front presence in some way but in a very different way it's more of a kind of a moving screen you know picking type of uh, almost like joe pavelski i'm not going to say joe jake Gensel's like joe pavelski but um in that role i see it though yeah 
yeah, not not to the same degree, I guess is what I'm saying. Um, but um, you know, Jake Gensel can do that. But I mean, I, I think a lot of people kind of get fixated on this idea that you have to have someone who's just going to be a miserable SOB and you know take off the goalie and all that stuff. There, um, you can do that without uh, or play that role without you know the physical element. I guess the results speak for themselves right now in terms of the Penguins' success on the power play. There there haven't been any. I think it's running on nine games here without a power play goal and. Uh, the overall malfunctions going back to game one of the regular season are, are well documented. So um, I don't rule anything out just given just how terrible this has been. Uh, they tried to redeem some horn in that role. He just, I just don't think he has the, uh, uh, the, the, just the mental aggressiveness, if that's the right way of putting it uh, in terms of being that type of player. Um, Jake Gensel has his own way of doing it. It's, you know, it's a more subtle timing based way of doing it. Um, I just don't see any other options that they have internally. Uh, you know, Drew O'Connor maybe, but again, he's almost like this horn in my book where he's just a big dude, but doesn't necessarily have the physical uh, aggressiveness or uh, Jeff Carter, same thing. Um, they just don't have that player right now on the roster. And um, I, I, I don't think they even have one, anyone even Wilkes-Barre Scranton right now that could fill out that role. So if they want that player, it's going to have to come from outside the organization. Um, again, I don't think it's vital, but uh, just given the results of the power play so far, I, I can't dismiss it as, uh, as, a, as something that should be considered. Can we get a movie review from you next week on the holdovers? <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Uh, uh, I've always liked Paul Giamatti and Alexander Payne. I always liked him. He did that movie Election many years ago with Matthew um, yes. um, Broderick and uh, Reese Witherspoon. Uh, just the, the um, Descendants, too, with George Clooney. Just It's a really nice, subtle way of humor that uh, that appeals to me. I want to see Napoleon, but I am a bit concerned that it's just his character Commodus from Gladiator wearing a different funny hat. I like Ridley Scott a lot. I mean, I, and he has some really great movies. Uh, Black Hawk Down's always been my favorite movie of his. But I, I always, after what was that one movie he did with uh, about the the, the um, uh, Jerusalem and uh, the the Crusades? Basically, he, he squeezed like you know what were the Crusades, which happened over hundreds of years into like two hours. Um, I think he's trying to do something like that with Napoleon over like you know twenty years or twenty five years. So yeah. Uh, I, I really like, again, really like Ridley Scott, you know, his, his body of works, you know, speaks for itself, but, uh, when he tackles historical subjects, uh, and tries to squeeze them into two hours or so, um, uh, the results can be mixed to be kind. All right. Well, we'll screw hockey next week. We'll just do Siskel and Ebert. All right. Good chance. I'll be, be able to watch one of those movies instead of a game next week. So yeah. Seth Rorba is with us here as always once a week here on breakfast, the Benz here on the fans first network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.